0: Welcome to the Daily Dietitian Podcast. I am your host, Stacey Mitchell. I am so happy to have you here. My goal for this podcast is to break down the latest health topics and help clear the clutter in the messy world of nutrition and fitness. We hope to inspire, educate, and entertain all things wellness. Join us as we talk with experts in their fields on how to feel our best in our own body and mind. Hey there, thank you for joining us this week. We have such a fun guest for you this week. Registered dietitian, Taylor Grazo, is an expert in intuitive eating and women's nutrition. She shares her own personal journey of healing orthorexia. Having transformed her relationship with food, she's on a mission to empower women to break free from the cycle of dieting. This episode delves into the definition of orthorexia and provides actionable steps for listeners to explore balance and foster a healthier approach to nutrition and lifestyle. I had so much fun talking with Taylor and learning more about her business and the nuances of her entrepreneurship. And she's a local gal. She's about 20 minutes away from me. And it was fun to hear how our paths have crossed with working for the same company years ago She is doing so much in her career, taking on social media and one-on-one counseling. Join us for this conversation. Well, Taylor, it is so great to have you here on the show. Will you introduce yourself and tell everyone who you are and what you do? Absolutely. So my name is Taylor Grosso. I'm a registered dietitian. I currently live in
1: Des Moines, Iowa. If you're familiar with Iowa at all, I live in a little suburb called Grimes. My husband and I moved here about eight months ago. We lived in Denver for three years, but we were born and raised in Iowa. Currently run my private practice and then also am a content creator under Simply Healthy RD on TikTok and Instagram. How fun. Um, How's it going? It's been going good so far. Um, It's a little bit scary to go full time for yourself. I'm sure you can probably relate to that a little bit. But it is a little bit nerve wracking. And something that you know, I would say a con of it that I'm running into is that I don't really feel like I'm ever off. Like when I would work in corporate America, I could take PTO shut my laptop, you know, just kind of go do my own thing. But now it's if I don't work, I don't make money. (laughs) Um, So there's a little bit of more of that driving force. And with content creation, it's a little bit different in the sense of the algorithm doesn't care if you want to take time off the algorithm likes when you're posting consistently. So there's a little bit of a con there. But overall, I absolutely love what I do. And it's been super fun to explore kind of this new area of dietetics. And it gives me such an opportunity to educate and help people, which is what I really wanted to do with my dietetics degree.
0: Explain who your audience is and the messages that you're getting.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I would say based on my TikTok analytics, my audience is 96% female. The 4% is likely my husband. That makes up my male audience. (laughs) Um, So I do focus a lot on women's health and nutrition overall because I feel like there's a little bit of a gap in terms of specializing in kind of that women's health and nutrition versus just overall general nutrition, right? So, one of my big messages is trying to make nutrition more accessible and convenient and sustainable. So, what I'm really focusing on is health-related habits rather than weight loss. I think a lot of the times when you hear a dietitian, you automatically correlate that term to, "Oh, can you help me lose weight or can you write me a meal plan?" But those are both of things that I actually don't do as part of my job. Um, I believe in weight autonomy. So I definitely don't say to my clients that, you know, I'm inherently against weight loss by any means. However, for me, weight loss or the number going down on the scale, the size of your pants changing, whatever it is, there's a lot of external validation in that, right? And that's where I really see people start to fall off with health and nutrition habits was- When the scale would stop moving or when the pant size didn't change fast enough, people would just kind of stop moving their bodies or nourishing them or whatever it was because there was nothing motivating them versus focusing on these health related habits that creates this internal motivation because you're focusing on how much better you feel rather than just focusing on kind of that external validator. So that's one of my big main messages that I preach. I also work with people in the eating disorder and disordered eating realm, specifically orthorexia is a lot of what I work with, which we're seeing quite prominently in the wellness area. So that's kind of another realm that I work in as well.
0: Explain a little bit about orthorexia because it, it is one of those terms that people are not familiar with. But mm-hmm. when you hear what it is, you might find it very relatable.
1: Yes, absolutely. So orthorexia is what's known as the obsession with clean eating. And then oftentimes we do see it tied in with overexercise or obsession with exercise. So where the line gets a little bit blurry is that people are confused by this because they're like, well, I care about what I'm putting into my body. So why does that give me an eating disorder or disordered eating habit?" But there's a difference between caring what you put into your body and obsessing over what you put into your body. So, for example, if you're someone who doesn't like to go out to eat or go to a friend's house where maybe they're preparing a meal because their food is not on your safe list or their food is not something you don't know what's in it. You think they might be using an oil that you deem bad whatever it is, those are situations where we're kind of crossing that line into more of disordered eating and eating disorder behavior. Or in terms of the more obsessive exercise, it's wonderful to move your body. And by no means am I saying that you shouldn't. However, if we're going to the gym six, seven days a week for longer than hour, two hours, and we're doing it as more of a punishment for eating a specific amount of food or to burn calories, and that's really the only motivating factor, then that's where once again, we're kind of crossing that line of like, is this really beneficial for my health? Or is this something that's crossed into more of that disordered eating, eating disorder territory?
0: Yes. And what are some common roadblocks uh, with your clients? Oh, that's a great question. Um, I think in terms of
1: the eating disorder and disordered eating realm, so orthorexia, it's kind of starting to get over that mentality of everything that's clean or safe is the best option for me and that you really can eat a balance of all of these different foods in our lives. And a lot of the symptoms that people come to me with, for example, are like floating, hair falling out, brittle nails, like all of these things, losing your period, all of these things where we know that we're not metabolically healthy. And so really kind of differentiating that factor of weight loss is not the only thing that equates to health. Because I think a lot of the times when we're in, and even if you're not in that eating disorder or disordered eating realm, I still think there's this big hallmark that we see in this industry of people being like, Well, weight loss will solve all of my problems, right? Because that's what diet culture has told us. That's what we see in the media. But in reality, it's more of these health-related habits that will solve a lot of your problems and make you feel better and make you feel more confident. And also, people don't realize how much food is consuming their lives until they start to let go of some of those thoughts and different things around food, like good and bad foods and all of those types of things. So I feel like that's definitely the biggest roadblock that I see with a lot of clients is really just that first part of intuitive eating. So rejecting the overall weight loss mentality and realizing that weight loss and thinness is not the only thing that equates you to health.
0: What would be some of the first steps in starting this process?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I work a lot one-on-one with clients, and sometimes they say I almost feel like a therapist as well, um, because you are working through some of that cognitive behavioral therapy, right? I think one of the biggest things is working with a practitioner. I think that this is something that is hard to reject on your own, but one like small steps that I give to a lot of my clients to just get you started is social media, We don't realize how much we're consuming with diet culture, negative body image, disordered eating habits. If there is anyone on your social media feed that makes you feel less than based on your food, nutrition, or exercise choices, unfollow them or mute them. If it's someone that's close to you, all you have to do is mute them and they're not going to have any idea. But we don't realize how much that consumption really does play a role into how we view ourselves. Because we truly are caught in that comparison trap with a lot of things. And social media has really only made that work. And then a second step that I try to work on with clients, I would say kind of a twofold, starting to reject that good and bad food mentality and realizing that we can view food on a neutral playing field. And I think when I say this, people are like, oh, so you're saying like a donut and broccoli are the same thing. And I say, no, a donut and broccoli are not nutritionally the same. We know that, but they're morally the same. There's no morality attached to food. And so when we can start to reject that morality and realize that all food is on an equal playing field, and the only time you should feel bad or guilty or shameful is if you break your moral code. Um, A kind of little joke that I always give to my clients in our first session is if you eat a kale quinoa salad and you punch someone, you're still not a very good person. So (laughs) eating kale and quinoa doesn't make you good and eating a cookie doesn't make you bad. It's just that they have different nutritional varieties and we want to find ways to balance those so that you can enjoy these fun, delicious foods. I always also say that God gave us taste buds for a reason. That's why those foods exist. But then we also want to make sure we're giving our body what feels good and makes us feel good, both mentally and physically, which is a lot of those nutrient-dense foods.
0: I, When I asked this question, I was hoping you were going to say social media, because how many times do we come on here and we see the fear-mongering oils or wh- whatever it is? and it's... The seed oil thing, oh, I'm my... so over it. Right? <laughs> it is way too much. Um mm-hmm. within your social media, what are some common posts and reels that you like to show show for your audience?
1: Yeah, I would say one of the biggest ones that I feel like does really well are two different things. One is building balanced plates, and then two is power pack snacks. So really just giving people realistic and convenient ideas for how to build a balanced plate. I like to use this, um, I guess I don't some acronym, but of this thing that i coined called the power four so carbohydrates protein fat and then color what i always say is we're looking to get two to four of these at about 80 percent of our meals if we're doing that we're doing a pretty dang good job of providing our body with what it needs and also showing people that processed foods for example those can be readily usable they can still be nutrient dense they're not something that's scary just because they're in a package And I do the same thing with the Power Pack snacks, talking about balancing out blood sugar by pairing your carbohydrates with protein, fat, and or fiber to help make sure that you're actually staying full, satiated, and satisfied. Because I think a common trend that I hear among the women that I work with is they'll come to me and say, you know, I don't really eat anything at the forefront of my day, but then I'm ravenous in the afternoon and when I get home in the evening, and it's always sugar and carbohydrate cravings. And so explaining that carbohydrates aren't bad for us, they're your brain and your body's main source of energy, they should be a part of snacks and meals, but it's a matter of combining these protein, fiber and fat to make sure that we're keeping those blood sugar levels balanced, we're actually staying full and satisfied from these meals, rather than just, you know, eating a carbohydrate by itself, and that blood sugar spikes really fast, falls really fast, and you're hungry 20 minutes later. So really just kind of trying to teach people how to build these plates and snacks in a super easy, convenient,
0: and accessible way. I love hearing that. You have a lot of fun items, see what I eat as processed food, and you Mm -hmm. talk about the blood work, and also, again, just making those balanced salad kits. We have pancake meal prep. Um, Through this platform, what is your favorite part about teaching everyone and educating people about your message?
1: My favorite part is when I get messages from my followers that say that I've helped them heal their relationship with food by not even working directly one-on-one with them. And, you know, there are people who do need that direct one-on-one attention or accountability in order to really work through that relationship with food. But the fact that I can make a difference by just posting TikTok videos online Like the reason that I went into dietetics was to help people. And I think a big thing for me and the reason I didn't want to do clinical was something didn't sit right with me in my internship when I would walk in a patient room, give them a handout, walk out and likely never see them again. They'd usually get referred to an outpatient dietitian or someone else. And I was like, I don't feel like I'm helping anyone doing this. And as someone who dealt with orthorexia myself, it was a really big thing to me to want to be able to spread awareness about it, but then also teach people that. Nutrition doesn't have to be this big, scary thing or even this big, scary, expensive thing. Because I think too, with a lot of the fear-mongering that we see with the shirtless men in the grocery stores running around, it's like, oh, you have to eat these cookies that are eleven ninety nine for them to be healthy. And it's like, absolutely not. We can find accessible, convenient processed options that are so really nutrient dense and actually fit into your lifestyle. Because that's another thing that I always say is that if it doesn't fit into your current lifestyle, the likelihood that you're going to do it for the long term, and it's going to be sustainable is really, really slim, which is why we know diets don't work, because they don't fit into most people's lifestyles. So I think it's just a matter of hearing from my followers, like I have made a small difference in their lives, because the reason I made the page was to hopefully help one person. And I get messages almost on a daily basis from people telling me that I've made a big difference in their life. And that's a really rewarding feeling that I can do that with just a platform. Um, So I think that's probably my favorite part. And also just hearing from people that the light bulbs click, like, oh, this makes sense. Like, I understand it now, because I think that's another big thing that I noticed in the nutrition and fitness industry. Nobody explains the why behind nutrition. It's like, why are you why do I need protein? Or why are you adding a fat to my meal? Or what is fiber? And why do I need it? We don't know these things, because not everybody went to dietitian school. Um, so being able to like create that light bulb for people where they actually feel like they understand nutrition is just really
0: fun. That is amazing to hear that. And the good side of social media because a lot of the time we mm-hmm. see the bad side and and those <laughs> people that make the comments that are not agreeing with you so it's great to hear there are plenty of them that enjoy what you're doing mm-hmm.
1: yes yeah, absolutely and don't get me wrong i get
0: the troll comments but i've gotten really good at ignoring them and blocking them oh, so <laughs> good. yeah um, yep. where can everyone find and connect with you yeah. So Instagram and TikTok at Simply Healthy RD.
1: So like registered dietitian on the end there. And then my name is Taylor Grasso. Those are the two main places that I post content. Um, so yeah, those would be the two places where people
0: could connect. And what services do you provide?
1: I offer one-on-one coaching. And then I'm also currently in the work of building out a course that has to do with cycle thinking. I haven't really talked about that at all but that's another big area of kind of my practice and what I teach on has a lot to do with hormone health and women's health and all of those types of things I've done a lot of work myself in terms of cycle thinking so I'm working on creating a course that involves a lot of education on women's hormone health nutrition in relation to that and I'm partnering with a certified personal trainer to help also create some workouts that people can do during different phases of their cycle
0: love hearing that that is awesome Um, last takeaways for, for anyone trying to take on a more balanced lifestyle.
1: I think start small is something really big that I emphasize with a lot of my clients. I think we see this a lot, especially with the new year approaching that you try to flip your life upside down, right? Like you'll be maybe working out one time per week, maybe two times. And now all of a sudden you're doing a challenge or a program that's six days a week of exercise or something like the whole 30, where maybe you're eating a lot of fast food. And now all of a sudden you're eating all of these home cooked meals that feels really overwhelming. Instead, start really small, you're only working out once a week, add on a second or third day and make it consistent. And then when you feel like that's consistent for you, up it to four days a week, do what feels good to you. And also with that, not doing this, Um, I feel like we do a lot of paralysis by analysis where we think we have to be perfect in order to do nutrition or workout or do all of these things where a 20-minute workout is better than no movement at all. Or one vegetable on your plate is better than not eating a singular vegetable throughout the day. So start with these small little habits that feel doable and sustainable for you and then build upon them over time until you feel like you have a really consistent routine that fits into your lifestyle. Because that's going to be something that sticks for the long term, versus another one of these quick fix fad diets that we're not we know we're going to see all over the place from January one.
0: We need that extra boost, uh, the mindset piece in there anytime we yes. hit we hit a new year. New year, a hundred percent, as it makes our blood boil, right? For for us
1: yeah (laughs) it's my like least favorite part of the year I always I'm just waiting for all the things
0: (laughs) I love it um well Taylor thank you so much for sharing your story here and your message and where people can find you and just being that louder voice looks like you have a quite the following on TikTok so keep on doing what you're doing and we'll be cheering you on awesome thank you so much for having me it was great to be on I had so much fun talking with Taylor and learning more about her new business, Um, hearing that story of orthorexia, because I think many of us have maybe an undiagnosed relationship with food that, hey, may be defined as orthorexia and taking on that more balanced approach. And like she said looking at the habits and building that healthy lifestyle i have linked all the information for you to connect with taylor from her instagram to one-on-one coaching as well as her stand store she is doing so many incredible new things coming this year from launching a new podcast to expanding her business and it is fun to watch her grow so be sure to connect with taylor I just want to thank you for listening this week and be sure to share this episode with a friend. We are continuing to growing our listenership and I cannot thank you enough. Have a wonderful week.